Amen. Welcome to At The Movies, everybody. All right. I'm so glad you came today. Did everybody get your popcorn? If not, you can get it in just a little bit. We prepared some popcorn for you. We are ready to dive into At The Movies. All my change kids, come on, from baby to elementary, fifth grade, give it up for our change kids as they go with their fearless leader. It's been nice worshiping with you. Kirby. We love our kids. Amen? Love our kids. They're amazing. Well, welcome out today. We're so excited that you came to church today. I'm saying I know there's a million places you could be, including bed, but we are so pumped that you decided to get up and kick the devil in the face and get in the presence of God today. This is the greatest place you can be, amen? In the house of God. And I'm praying today that, man, the Lord blesses you and encourages you and you get so full of his presence, full of popcorn, full of all the things, and the Lord's going to speak to you today in a mighty way. I know he is. Just to give you a little context, we're going to the movies. So I believe that our God is a creative God. Y'all believe that? He's the great creator. He's the one who designed and created everything. And so we can listen to him through all sorts of creative ways. And one of the ways that we love to do here in the summertime is through the movies. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to be preaching out of the Bible, out of the movie, The Black Panther, okay? So let's go, let's go. Today I want to talk to you about claiming your birthright as a child of God. I want to talk to you about the fight that is worth it. The fight that is worth it. There is a fight, there is a great war that's going on for your identity in Christ. And it is a battle that the enemy has been playing and waging against the children of God for years. It is not stopping ever until the Lord comes back for us. And so I want to talk today about the fight worth fighting. I want to talk today about the birthright worth claiming. Because, man, I, I tell you what, for too long I settled for being a child of God with no birthright. And if you've ever been there, you know, you just play church, you do the religious things, but there is something that comes with your birthright that is beyond our human abilities. There is something that comes with your birthright that takes you to a whole new level of authority in this world. See, we weren't created just to be a part of the world. We were created to occupy the world with the kingdom of God. Where we go, the kingdom goes. And so as a child of God, that is something you have to claim as a son and daughter. I look around this room, there's a lot of sons and daughters in this room. There's a lot of those that I believe that the Lord wants to empower, impact, and restore what the enemy might have stolen from you. So you ready to dive in? Turn with me in your Bibles to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Y'all, I got my new Bible. I was gifted this Bible, and I like it a lot. It's called the Fire Bible, right? So fitting. 
Elijah the prophet of fire with the fire Bible in his hand. Let's go. It's my destined Bible. <laughs> We're going to look at verse 12 today to open us up. John chapter 1, verse 12 says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right. Everybody say the right. He gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Everybody say, I have a right. <laughs> you have a right to this birth, this birthright. You have a claim to what God has freely given. The enemy of your soul wants to make you forget who you are on the daily. He wants to let you forget who you are and who you've, who you've been designed to be in little lies and little situations and little secrets in your ear to make you think you are not what the Lord has claimed you to be. See, to all who have received him, to all who believe, now that can be anybody. That's what I love about the gospel is because the gospel is for everybody. It's not just for me. It's not just for you. It's for you, 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 and those out there and your co-workers, and your neighbors. The Lord said, all who receive this message, all who believe in my name, get this right. I gave it freely. It's the free section. I get excited when I drive down the road and I see a big old free sign on something. I don't know what it is. I'm cheap. But like, I'm like, oh, man, that's free. I got in a lot of trouble back when we were in uh, the suburbs and we had a house to contain all the stuff because I would come home with all this stuff and Ashley's like, Where, what is that? We, we don't need a boat. And I'm like, it was free. It was sitting with a free sign on it. It's bad to not take it. And I really got in trouble when I went to the auction because the auctions, have you ever been to the auction? Come on, somebody. If you're cheap like me, you know, and you, you almost like feel for the cheap things, right? And there, there's all these things they're auctioning off. And $30, no one's taking it. $20, no one's taking it. $10, no one's taking it. A dollar. And I'm like, I'm looking around. A dollar? Y'all don't want it for a dollar? I'm putting two to two together. I got to get this thing home. I got to place the store. Like all the stuff, right? I don't put two. I'm just, a dollar? Yes! I'm claiming it. This is what the Lord did. He said, all who want to receive it, big old free sign on it. You can have it. It's yours. But the problem becomes when you claim it, the enemy wants to steal it. He wants to take it right away. Because the most powerful thing on the face of the planet is a child of God who understands their authority. Come on, i got to repeat that because someone's got to get that today. The most powerful thing is not a system the government can put in place. The most powerful thing on the face of the planet is not something that humankind can come together and make happen in unity. It's not. The most powerful thing that could ever step foot on the earth is a child of God who gets who they are. Because all of heaven's power is given to them freely. Jesus said, I'm going to the, the, the Father. I'm going to be sitting up there at the right hand of the Father with all the power and authority, and I give the keys over to you. I give you the keys of the kingdom. The keys of the kingdom. This is, this is eternal stuff that we have. So are you ready? Are you ready to fight the fight for your identity? Are you ready to fight the fight for your, your birthright? Okay, let's dive in. So we have clip number one. 
from the Black Panther where we see our boy, and I don't know how to pronounce it. How, how do you pronounce T'Challa? Is that how you say it? All right, T'Challa. We got T'Challa, and he is handed down the throne, but when he comes into his birthright, it is fought for. I mean, there are people coming for his claim. And so in this, we see this internal struggle that he has with dealing with being the king now. And now he, uh, he's in this like dream of some sort, and he's visiting with his father. So check it out. This is a scene where he is reminded of who he is. I love the part in the movie where he bows to his dad, and his dad says, stand up. You are a king. And I want to remind somebody in the room of who you are. And sometimes when life has you down, where you don't even feel like you can stand up, I want to remind you that the Spirit of God is speaking to you today and says, stand up. You're a king. You're a queen. You were made royalty. You were made with the authority of Christ. And I just, I hear the Father speaking over us, and I, I'm reminded of the story of Joseph and how Joseph, as a young person, had this dream of who he was, and the Lord showed him that he was going to be royalty, showed him all the things of the stocks bowing to him and the stars bowing to him. And, you know, he shares with his family, and some of you know the story. And he, he's ridiculed by his brothers. His brothers hate him. But his father gives him a coat of many colors. And that coat represents his father's approval of him. Reminds him of who he is as the baby, as the one that the father loves. And I think about this, the moment of encounter. And I want everybody in this room, maybe today is your moment of encounter. But for some of you, you can remember back to the moment where God encountered you. In a, in a fresh, new way, and spoke over you something. Something about your future. Something about your identity that marks you. And when the Lord marks you, it's a special moment. I still remember the moment when I was a young 12-year-old boy, and the Lord marked me with leadership. And he said, you are a leader. And, and to tell you the truth, at that point, I did not feel like a leader, especially at 12. But all, all throughout my adolescence, I just felt insecure and inadequate. And it's crazy what happens when the Holy Spirit comes into your life and he marks you at something. And he reminds you of who you were designed to be. In that moment, he, he calls you to a new level. And I want to I encourage you today that the Lord is calling you and drawing you to a new level of standing. Stand up. You're royalty. It's not time to sit down. It's not time to lie down on the job. Stand up. Aletha, you're, you're laughing back there. You're laying down. <laughs> Stand up. You are royalty. <laughs> you are royalty. And I just hear the Father shouting that over you. Stand up. 
for such a time as this. Stand up. I made you with everything you need inside. I marked you with royalty. What happens in the encounter is the Lord reminds you of the greater than. He reminds you that there are things that are greater than you see. He reminds you of the greater than your situation currently. He reminds you of the greater than the abilities you currently have. In the encounter with the Lord, he marks you with the greater than. The things you can't step into without him. The things you can't step up into without his presence and anointing on your life. And so in that encounter, the Lord does two things. He reminds you of who you are, and he reminds you of who you aren't without him. He reminds you that you can't do anything without him, but with him, you have all of heaven backing you up. So stand up, king and queen. I wrote this in my journal. When the Lord spoke this, I wrote this in my journal, and I'm like, I want to repeat this over myself every day. To just hear the Father say that over me. Elijah, stand up. I know it's Friday. I know it's been a long week. But stand up. I know it's been a crazy weekend. And you're going to hit this weekend, this week, you know, with all that's... Stand up. You're royalty. I know that job's not going the way you thought it was. Come on, am I preaching to somebody today? I know that job's not the way you thought it was going to be in the interview. They made it sound awesome. I know that college wasn't all that it's cracked up to be. You stepped into something you didn't know, but I want to remind you, stand up. You're royalty, and there's something that is greater than on your life. Something that's greater than you see. Something greater than you feel. Let me talk to the feelers in the room. Well, I don't feel him. He is greater than your feeling. He is greater than your emotions. He is greater than an emotional worship experience. Well, I didn't feel him today in service. I'm sorry. God is greater than your feeling. Well, sometimes I wake up in the morning, I don't feel like a Christian. Well, guess what? God is greater than that feeling you feel. But I don't feel like loving my neighbor. Well, God is greater in that moment. I don't feel like giving. God is greater than your financial needs. God's greater than. And in that moment when you accept that, okay, I know who I am. I am marked as a king. I am marked as a queen. And I step into something that is greater than what I see. I think of Joseph finding himself in the pit. Finding himself in the pit where the Lord spoke royalty. He was sitting in a pit. Come on, am I talking to anybody sitting in a pit today? You know you're made for the palace and yet you find yourself sitting in a pit. And in that pit, the Lord started reminding him, I want to talk to somebody who's dealt with hurt in the room. Maybe you got daddy wounds, you got church hurt, you got relationship fatigue, you got things going on in your life that have hurt you. But can I remind you, and and sometimes in that middle of hurt, we look for the pit. We look for purpose in the pit. We look for purpose in the pit. Why am I here? Why'd you put me here? And yet God wants to remind you today that that pit is there 
to point you to a person. Because the pit doesn't, ah, there's no purpose in the pit besides pointing you to a person who is greater than your pit. (laughs) Can somebody help me preach today? Because God is there for you to work in you and through you. And he says, stand up. Claim that birthright. Fight for it. It's worth the fight. And what I love about this is he not only tells you who you are, tells you you're greater than, but he equips you with everything you need. So check it out. We see the Black Panther now getting equipped for battle. Check it out. I love it. Because what the Holy Spirit does is he empowers his, his people for the works of the Father. Check it out in Hebrews chapter 13 to show you what I'm talking about. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 20 says, Now may the God of peace. Everybody say peace. Ooh, that's important because you have to know where it comes from. Now may the God of peace who brought you up from the dead... the brought up from the dead the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the eternal covenant that is jesus our lord equip you in every good thing to do his will come on everybody say every good thing he doesn't just equip you for the things you think you can't attain by yourself he equips you for every good thing to do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, the first part of this is the most crucial. Because when you understand that it comes from the God of peace, you realize where your power comes from. Your power comes from the place of rest. And I have to define this because sometimes we get a little clouded in our definition of peace and rest, especially in today's culture. Because today's culture is like, just stop everything and rest and Let me explain what the rest in the Father looks like. The rest in the Father is resting in his strength and ability over yours. When you work on your own, when you work in your own power or own ability, you will get tired. And I'm not talking about physical. I'm just talking about the wearisome of life, right? The trying, the striving for perfection. The striving for joy every day. The striving for peace every day. Uh, Devin reminded us today in our, our team huddle challenge. She said, the place where fruit grows is when you're connected to the vine that grows it. Come on, somebody. When we try to produce this fruit by ourselves, oh, I will be joyful. I will be joyful. I won't be sad. I won't be sad. I'm going to be happy, 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 happy. I will have peace. Quiet life, quiet life. I'm going to peace, 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 peace. When we try to grow, it's like a tree standing there growing stuff without roots, you know? It's like, it's not going to happen. But when you plug into the God of peace, the power of God flows in your life. All of a sudden, you plug into all this ability that you never knew you had. You have the ability to not only have peace in your own life, now you create environments of peace. You not only have joy for yourself, now you're lifting the mood of every room you walk in. And it's not fake or come up with. It's a genuine place because it's from the God of peace. When we pray for peace, you know what you're actually praying for? God, come and be with me. Sometimes we pray for peace like it's a thing. Well, give me peace. You're saying, give me you. (laughs) You say, he's the prince of peace. He's the peacemaker. 
When, when they were in the storm, Jesus was right there, and he was literally with his disciples, and while the storm was going on, he was resting. Why? Because he was the peace. The storm and the chaos, is that's the environment. But when you're with the Father, you're in peace. And he says, I will equip you to do every good thing according to my will. Now here's the getter. The getter is this. When you become royalty and you understand that God is greater than and he equips you for the works of his kingdom, it's in that space where you plug into his will and you start to realize that his will is greater than yours and greater than your ability to dream and imagine. This is where the creator gets creative. This is where the great creator becomes the imaginator of your life. The designer of all things. And when you tap into that life, all of a sudden, your prison, your pit, is a place that points to a person that directs you to a palace. And you realize that this season's just for right now. This season's just right here. But I'm not alone in this pit. I'm not alone in the prison. I'm equipped and able to do things that I never would be able to do on my own. I think of Joseph because when he was in the prison was the moment where God was equipping him to have the gifts he would need when he gets out to get to the palace. Think about it. If he had never had the prison experience, he would never be ready to lead the nation for God. Because he, had, he would never be able to work out the gifts that God had for him to interpret dreams. And in the prison is where he learned. In the prison is where he was quieted. In the pit is where he had to lean on God. I tell everybody, don't, don't negate the pit. Don't negate the seasons of valley. Please don't, because that's the season where you lean into God a little bit more. Because sometimes when we get on the mountaintop, we don't need him so much, right? It's like, thanks God for letting me get here. Woohoo! Do my thing, do my thing. But we're in the pit, we're like, God, where are you? Come, be with me. It's in the pit that we learn how to lean on the person. It's in the prison that we learn how to cultivate the gifts that God wants to use when we get to that place of the palace. And I wonder what the Lord wants to work in your life right now. What he's doing, even now as we speak, in this season, not the one to come, not the one you dream about, right? Not the next step. Right now, I wonder what the Lord is cultivating in you that maybe you didn't even realize. And when you quiet yourself with him, I wonder what he'll show you. Hey, get this. I'm working that gift out. And it can't be worked out in the palace. It can't. It's got to be worked out here. It can't be worked out later. That's when I need you to step up, king, queen. I, right now, I need you to trust me. And if you'll trust him, he will help you. He'll help you. I wonder how many people around us, I think about this all the time, I wonder how many people that God places me in front of that need that gift that God put inside of me. And I wonder about you and your neighbors and your family and your coworkers. I wonder how many of those individuals that God placed you in front of and he's cultivating you right now in the midst of it. 
And I'm so challenged by Joseph because I'm like, man, if I were in the prison, I don't know if I'd be sulking in the corner, interceding and praying for myself, right? Well, God, when are you going to free me? When are you going to lead me out of here? When are you going to take me to the next step? My faith, I want to build my faith. I might be in the corner praying for myself, and yet Joseph was in the middle of what God was doing in his life enough to see his neighbor, enough to see the person next to him that God placed him in front of. Say, Lord, how do you want to use me right now in this place? Let me tell you, you're never, you're never not in a season where God wants to use you mightily. And I believe that for even this series as we go into all these movies and all, what a great opportunity for us to be able to extend the offer to somebody, step into the claim for the birthright on their life, to step into the purpose for them. I I wonder what would happen to them as they step into this, you know? Are you feeling it? It's so powerful when the Lord gets involved. So I want to go into our last clip, and this is a clip that's been a lot of things going on, fighting for the throne, and so they, he's in a, I don't even know what to call it, it's one of those flying Star Wars looking vehicles, and they shoot him out of the sky, and it lands, and this is where we come in on it, because they think he is gone, he is dead, but now he is empowered, so I want you to visualize yourself getting equipped, all empowered to do what God has called you to do. You ready? I want to go back to the moment, though, when he was with his father. And he was with his father, and his father said, you will struggle. And there will be things that face you in life that the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But I want to remind you today that the Lord wants to surround you with the right people, the right power, the right presence. But be reminded of this scripture, and some of you might know it, Isaiah 54, 17. I love this version. In the Bible app, it's the easy-to-read version. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I like that version. Easy to read. Isaiah 54, verse 17. Check it out. It says, people will make weapons to fight against you, but their weapon will not defeat you. Some people will say things against you, and anyone who speaks against you will be proved wrong. The Lord says, this is what my servants get. They get the good things that come from me, their Lord. Come on, somebody praise him for what we get as the sons and daughters of the king. That weapons can be formed. Wars can be raged. And it's not, never going to not happen that the enemy is out for blood. That he wants to take down the children of the king. Now you understand why. Because we are the most powerful thing on the face of the planet when we get who we are. Because when we walk into situations, we don't come in as just us. We come in with the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus can do all things through us. And so the enemy is so scared of that, he wants to take you out. So I just want to remind you, you will struggle. And that's not to discourage you. It's just to make you aware. There is a battle for your birthright. There is someone who wants to claim what you have because he lost it. The enemy has already lost. The Lord has already created the victory. But I want to let you know that you are 
victorious in Jesus. You're victorious. You just have to stand in that birthright. And the Lord has already made you win with the good things of the Father for you. Never to have anything come against you that will defeat you. Now realize this. You have to put this in your mind and put this in your spirit. That they will be weapons waged against you. There will be weapons that are fought against you. There will be words spoken against you. There will be things that try to come against you. But this is the powerful part is that whatever is said against you will be proved wrong. The weapons that fight against you will not destroy you. And therefore you can stand in any situation, anything going on, and realize that you are victorious. That you are still a son and daughter of the king no matter what you face. Whatever, wherever you find yourself, you can know he is with me. He said, I want to give you three practical things that I want to pray over you today. Because I believe that God wants to raise you up today, son and daughter. I love it. Number one, three practical things we can do to step into our birthright to claim it. Number one, find, and there are three R's, by the way, find rest in him. Find rest in Him. I want to encourage everybody in this room, if you don't already, have a daily time with the King where He gives you peace. And again, when we pray for peace, we just pray for Him. A simple prayer of saying, Lord, come and be with me today. Lord, come and be with me today. Makes, soul for, makes rest for your soul. And you can do this all day long, but I, I encourage everybody to at least have a time where you start the day with Him. Because that's where you find rest. And then from that space, then all day long, you're, you're, you're coming from a place of rest. You're coming from a place of peace. Why? Because you're coming from a place of being with him. That's where you need to be. Psalm 127, verse 2. It is, the vain, it is in vain that you rise up early and go, go late to rest, eating bread and anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. His beloved, the ones he keeps close, the ones who come into him in love. He gives sleep rest. All right, number two. The second thing to do is be reminded of who you are. Now, why I say this is because it's daily that sometimes we need to be reminded of the identity we carry, the purpose we carry, but also whose we are. You need to be reminded of the tag on you that you're marked, you're owned. The Lord owns you and he is a good father. You need to be reminded of that. Have a point of return, as I like to say. A point of return where you can go back and realize, oh yeah, I remember. Even though I messed up here, I can go back to the point of return and say, Lord, I remember what you marked me as. Even when I get off course and I start to doubt, I can go back to that moment of faith point of return and I'm reminded of who I am in Romans 8 29 verse 30 uh, through 30 for those whom he foreknew he predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters verse 30 of, of chapter 8 says and these whom he predestined he also called and those he called he also justified and those who he justified he also glorified. What is that? That's the process. Come on, some of you need to trust and be reminded of who you are because you have to realize it's a process to step into that throne. 
It's a process to step into the palace that God's called you to. It's a process that God wants to take you on, to call you, to predestine you, to call you, to justify you, get all the yuck off, and then to glorify you, to raise you to a level where you're like, I don't even recognize myself because I'm a son and daughter of the king. So be reminded of who you are. Number one, find rest. Number two, be reminded of who you are. And number three, represent. Represent the one who called you. Remember who you are. Did your parents ever tell you that when you go in somewhere? My parents would always say that. Remember who you are. You're a Hollis, and don't you forget that. When you go some places, other people might do whatever, but remember who you are. You're a Hollis. You can't go some places because you're a child of the king. There are some places you can't go. There are some people you can't hang out with. There are some things you can't say because you're a child of the king. There are some things you can't watch, some things you shouldn't listen to. Paul said, I can do all things, but not all things are beneficial to me because I'm a child of the king. I can allow all that music in, but it's not beneficial for my spirit. I can watch those movies, sure. Yeah, that's fine. But it's not beneficial for my growth. It's not beneficial for my faith. I can allow that stream, that constant social media to feed me. But guess what? It ain't beneficial. It ain't beneficial for where I'm going. Because I'm here, but I'm going somewhere. The Lord has built me for something that is greater than what I see now. Am I preaching to anybody right now that the Lord is calling you higher? He's calling you to stand up in this time. And he's calling you to a life that is greater than. Romans 8, verse 14. Romans 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God and daughters of God. For you do not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs. Y'all know what an heir is? An heir to the throne, an heir to the inheritance. When you're a child of God, you are heir to the kingdom of God. You're heir to everything that Jesus had. And I remind you that you're not, you're not some far-off family member. He calls you into the home and he says, you're heir. You're set up. You have all the things of the kingdom at your disposal. And if you will step into this, he says, all who are led by the Spirit are sons and daughters. If you're in that place of rest and you're reminded of who you are and you're walking with God, he says, in that space of being led by me, in that space where I'm leading you everywhere, you are empowered. I give you all the things of the kingdom at your disposal. Say, Lord, we're going to need some joy over here. God, we're going to need some healing over here. God, we're going to need some peace in this situation. And we start becoming the agents of change. Come on, somebody in this room. I know that God is calling you higher. And as Sean comes, we're just going to spend some time, because I want to pray in this room. And I believe that there's some sitting in this room right now 
that the Lord is working on and ministering to, and you feel it, you know it, the Lord is calling you into a level of standing in the authority of God, of standing in the authority that He's placed on you, because there are places that you are going that you need His power. There are things He's building inside of you. Come on. There's things that He's building inside of you. We can't even see it yet. Can I remind you of that? There are things inside of you that we can't even see yet that the Lord is working out so that you can be prepared for what He wants to do through you. Come on, if you want to surrender to what God is doing in you, just stand to your feet. We're going to worship in this place. Well, just as a sign of surrender, just to lift both hands up. If you say, Lord, I want to surrender to what you're doing. I want to find rest in you to understand that I am a child of the King. I'm fighting for that birthright to step into that authority you've placed on my life to know I'm a son, I'm a daughter, and I don't walk with human ability, but when I'm led by the Spirit, you empower me with the kingdom of heaven. So, Lord, right now we surrender to you, and I thank you, Lord, that the movement of God that's already happening in our city, the movement of God that you want to display here in our community, in our neighborhoods, starts with us. It starts with the fire in our hearts. It starts with the fire in our bellies. The Word of God birthed in us. And so I just pray over every person surrendered in this room right now. God, that you would remind them of who they are as a son and daughter of the King. Mark them, God, not only in their minds, but their eyes, that they can see who you are in their life. They can see who they are as they look in the mirror, that all this week as they look at themselves, that they see the children of God. They see someone stamped and marked by heaven. That they would go everywhere with that same mindset of knowing, you are with me. You are creating freedom and liberty. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And therefore, when I walk with you, God, I cause freedom to take place. So I thank you, God, in advance for the freedom you're going to release this week. Woo! In our workplaces, in our jobs. Come on. Every person we come in contact with on the street that we know, that we don't know, somebody that comes back into our life that we haven't seen in years and we think it's just by chance, no! I thank you for those moments where you're going to awaken your children. You're going to awaken us to obedience in you, but God, you're going to awaken your precious child back to knowing who they are. And so, Lord, we pray right now. Would you just pray with me? We pray right now for everybody we encounter this week. Lord, move on their hearts. Move on their lives, God. I pray that you would move powerfully through me. Can you just offer yourself just as a vessel right now? Lord, fill me up. Fill me up as a vessel to be used by you, that I would proclaim your word. I'd proclaim the goodness of the Lord. I proclaim freedom for the captives, sight for the blind eyes, Come on, hearing for the deaf ears, that they could hear your voice again, God. They would see your goodness again, Lord. This is the land of the living. We proclaim it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In fact, I want to do that right now. Can we just proclaim the land of the living over where we're going this week? Can you just do that? Come on. The Bible said with Jeremiah, he said, can these bones live? And he was like, only you know, Lord. And God said, you prophesy. 
Man, I just want to take that today. It just says, the Lord wants to give you the authority. You speak it. Stand up, king. Stand up, queen. Come on, let's just proclaim that right now. Lord, I thank you that every environment we walk into, we thank you that it's going to be the land of the living. We just proclaim over those dead bones, those dead dreams. Any young person that's forgotten who they are, are dealing with depression, thoughts of suicide, right now, we proclaim the land of the living. The land of the living. In Jesus' name. Over every school, every child, every mom, every dad, every college student, every business leader, the land of the living, we proclaim that over this city in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's praise him.